Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that brings together three well-known friends to tackle three thought-provoking questions over three bottles of wine. This week, we're getting ready for Mother's Day with a lineup that is entirely a family affair. Popping their courts with us are Towie Star and Belle Grylls, Celebrity Island Survivor. How the hell did you do that, Lydia Bright? Can I just say, Kate, that was the only, like, naughty experience for me, really, at school. I was on the Gifted Students programme, OK? So I don't want this to tarnish my name. Well, sitting alongside Lydia is her mum, Debbie, a mum who is not only to Lyd and her three siblings, uh, but has also, over the last 27 years, Debbie, yeah. raised over 250 foster children. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, mum, because really I should have understood you had three jobs, you had three kids, and you had a husband who didn't provide. And I never give her a break, really, when I was younger. And last but not least, joining her, it's Lydia's big sister and business partner in her online business, uh, Bella Sorella. It's Georgia Bright. Mum is very, 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 very good at advice and I live by a lot of her sayings. However, the the biggest, biggest one that I've never, ever listened to is that whenever I have a boyfriend, she always turns around and goes, why are you just sleeping with one guy? Why not more? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that introduction. Yeah. I know, I never normally get introduced with the Bear Grylls in there, but oh, I, was so I chuck it in whenever I can. Totally. Uh, you know, you... like whenever I like meet people, I go, oh yeah, did you know that I did Bear Grylls the Island? And you did really and well. And the jump. And the jump. And the jump I did. But Bear Grylls, I think like that's pretty hardcore, isn't it? That is. That's, that's something to be one... proud of. Yeah, I think that's one to write You didn't cry, you didn't bail. No. You just dug deep. I survived. You I did... actually did get a tattoo on my finger, right? Because... I don't know if you watched it, but when I got the fish hook stuck in my finger in the show... You've got a fish hook. And I got a fish hook on my finger just so that I could talk about it loads. Is that in case I'm, you forget? Well, I don't think I'd ever forget <laughs> the experience. I think she wanted more people to ask you questions, Yeah, you, you know, like, whenever I see people's tattoos, they go, oh, oh, why have you got that tattoo? <laughs> so people go to me, why have you got that tattoo? And some people don't even know who I am. Like, if they beat, like, meet me in a bar and I go... Oh, I actually did a show. Do you know Bear Grylls? <laughs> <laughs> I did Bear Grylls. Yeah, and they're like, what? I like, love that you've done that just for the for the pure anecdotal value of yeah, it. Yeah, but the, like when she first got it done, everyone thought it said J for James. Yeah, so and I she just was broke fuming. Up with him. She was like, no, I want I want people to but say Bear Grylls. It doesn't look like. Show them your fish hook, please. It's, it's I did. It's, it's horrific, hook. really. Look, <laughs> 
Makes her walk six miles in the snow. In fact, just let's let's kind of put out because obviously people saw you as a family on Towie, but it was a long time ago. You, you, it's been years now. Two since. years. It's yeah, long long years. longer than that. Yeah, years. coming up three years. And you do a family podcast, which kind of continues the narrative. Yes. Which you narrate, Lid. I do. But you guys feel you you record bits and pieces, really quite intimate conversations around the house with all the family. Yeah. And and your lovely dad makes an appearance. I love him. This is a man that spends a lot of time walking to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> His answer to everything is, I'm just going to go for a little walk to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But he, I can hear that there was there was one episode I was listening to and he gets quite choked up because you say to him, we're going to have to have a chat. Yeah. Because it's time for one of the babies to go, one of your foster children. Yeah. And he, and he croaks and chokes. Oh, no, he cried his eyes out. I mean, he's very, he cries at everything, yeah. Dave. I mean, we all, we're, all, we're all criers. Dave we, the Tyler. When yeah. people first meet him, I think they think you're like, Oh, he's like rough and ready, South London, like you know, Tyler. But really, my dad is so soft inside. Yeah. He's so soft. He's so mushy. <laughs> Mum's definitely the more harder one, yeah. where he's more of like the softer one. So thank God we've got him, because it kind of balances <laughs> us out a little bit. But as we sat down to record this podcast, um, let's just re- let's just let's go back over the conversation as we sat down. <laughs> Debbie uh, announced that she she's had a feeling, a feeling yeah. about your chances right. as yeah. mothers, right? And I saw on your Twitter you snuggling yeah, a baby's I mean, head, I just, and I think, oh, I look at her. She it. is like Mother Earth, but yeah. apparently not. <laughs> no, 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 I am. I am like. Because no, what she, did she say to you, George? No, no I said, no, this is how it's such a case. She's backtracking get, now. She she's trying to justify story. her bitchy so, comment. So bitchy I, comments. I, I am absolutely <laughs> swarmed in babies, and I love a baby. So the last three years of fostering babies has been heaven for me because I don't. Mum, just say what the comment was. You're going off topic. It's so off topic. We've got a car book. Am I ever going to get a going to be a grandmother because you, know, you have been a grandmother to one of your foster children to so one you, of my was... foster children I've been a grandma I was there at her birth she phoned me and said I'm, a, I'm in labour she was in hospital I'm in labour quick get to the hospital and I was there and I witnessed the baby being born and she's now she's now two and she's beautiful Aww. so I said to Georgia you're coming up 30 which by she the way is no age George. I know she tells me all the time I just like to remind you you're nearly 60 <laughs> That's very rude, isn't it? So <laughs> anyway, you don't like it, so, do you? So she's, she's nearly 30, and I said, George, you know what? The more I think about it, I don't think you're going to have children. I think it's just such a horrible comment <laughs> to right. say. So, I, I, I'm literally, my face no, now, my no, chin no, is she was on the table. And she said, why would you make such a horrible comment? I said, listen... First of all, happiness isn't defined by children. Like just because says, you have says children. the woman that's raised six thousand. I know, but I, but I often have this conversation. I'm a nurturer by by my my whole being is a nurturer. When I was younger, I used to nurture animals. Right, and puppies I, could, and I, I hate to butt in right no, now, but I am going to have children, so all the justifying needs to she stop. She will have children. Thanks, She'll be great. I'll be fed. Thanks, and then okay, you've well, heard what, it what? here on the court, Kate Thornton's White Wine Question white, Time. White Question Time. In 10 years from, if you can all come back to me and say, has Georgia got children? I'll, you know, I'll eat my hat if she has, okay? George, I really believe that you can, you can procreate. You're, you're, Thank you, oh, darling. Got, I, She's going to meet the man of her dreams if there's anyone out there 
there that would love a successful, kind-hearted, Please. strong-willed <laughs> person. Oh, thanks, Liz. She's a beautiful soul. You are. And the reason that she hasn't settled yet is because of... No one can tame her. That's no, no, it isn't. It isn't. Oh, she's such a cow tonight. <laughs> give us some cow. more wine. Don't give the her re- no more wine. The reason that she hasn't <laughs> settled yet is because she knows what she's worth and she won't settle for anything Damn unless right. it's yes. 100% and forward. for somebody that is deserving yeah. of you. Don't exactly. go. And she isn't desperate either. Like You know, like some of our friends, like, you know, you're hitting that age. They go into the bar, they throw themselves at people. George is just always just there to have a good time. <laughs> I go out for the girls. I don't go out yeah. for the guys. Exactly. Yeah. And she just loves life. Yeah. And what did you oh, say about that Lydia's... Nice compliments? Yes, what about Lydia's chances of oh, having children? Right, so, so then Lydia said, how about me? Because I do predict the future with a lot of people. Yeah, but I've got to know them really well. And I went, Lydia, I'm afraid I've got something very, very sad to tell you. She went, what? So I said, you are going to have two children by two different men, but you are not going to end up with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm basically going to pick really bad men. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Oh. <laughs> but I think you'll be happy. No, I won't. Yeah. If, that, if that were my circumstances <laughs> and I was alone, I would not be happy. No, I think you would be because you have the support of me. I'll tell you what, no. I was on my own with Ben, my, yeah. my Ben, from the age of 20 months. And I'm with somebody now, but I have... I have fundamentally raised him on my own and I was never without love there or, we are. and my heart was always full. You see? Oh my gosh, I know that these things So happen. I'm not saying that's yeah. going to happen to you but it's even in an ideal did. world If old if if, if, oh, if your mum if, if old psychic <laughs> Debbie in the corner here is right less um, of the old Sorry, if Debbie's right then It, it isn't the end of the world It's not No No But I would like to think that I would have four or five children and I would like to think that I would have somebody that that I would be doing it with, but yeah, because you've got your mum and dad yeah. and their amazing marriage. Okay, okay, do, do not like, make her any worse than what <laughs> she is. She's not a psychic. How she, many kids have you got then, Kate? I've got one. Oh, he's I've beautiful as well. He is gorgeous. But she's not a psychic, and she's very lucky that dad stood by her, so she should be counting her blessings. Because <laughs> <laughs> we I'm bloody with it. Yeah, <laughs> shall we? So another glass of wine. Another glass and a new topic. We haven't even done a question yet. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got through a bottle already. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George. Look at you two, sisters, friends as well, which yeah. is, is the one thing I love about your relationship. Best friend. You we really are. are. And when life kind of, you know, serves you a, a bit of a short deal, I know you had a, you know, you went off on a bit of an adventure earlier this year. You yeah. just went travelling together to mend some broken hearts. We are you? each other's support, aren't we? A massively. We are Aww. very, very close. That's See, Debbie, you did that. I know. I, I always know think that, that, that they, they have to be close so that they can overcome their disappointment no, no, at the even, awful things you say to oh, them. No, <laughs> even when I was younger, the one thing that used to make me really smile is that they're all so close. I mean, they've got a brother... Freddie and another sister, Romana, and all four of them are so close. Like, Romana, what's her chances of children and happiness down oh, the line? Oh, she, she, she'll live. I mean, she's the golden child because she's the she baby. Is. So she's <laughs> going to have like she's a really, perfect. really happy life. She, you know, she'll meet somebody, she'll fall in love, and she'll live happily ever after. Oh, she's perfect. Lovely. You know, unlike these two. <laughs> you know, but, but, no, but, just to budge him, but I. That I have always said, like I would love my like to have children, like quite a lot of no- children. And I want them all to be close in age because I know that I've, me and Georgia, have been so lucky yeah. that we've had each so other. So lucky, like we've never 
Like I've never <gasps> been walked the world one day by myself Self, because no. I've always Aww. had my sister. But because we're so close, like do you know, it's like no matter what happens, like even if you've got each other, yeah, even if I go for it, do you know what? Even if I don't end up with any man and two children, it doesn't matter because me and Georgia are so close. Really, Aww. we're soulmates. Yeah, we but are. I really want to have a, like a big family and loads of kids really close in age. Because them I want to them to experience what yeah. you've had. You know, yeah. they're, they're all inseparable, all of them. You know, they're, you know, if, say, for in the week, one of them would be a bit bored, they go, oh, come on, let's go cinema and have popcorn and let's do it. It's just always been like that. And even with the foster children that have moved on, I mean, don't forget that, you know, the foster children that I had in my, when they were like four and five or six and seven, they're in their, like, teens and 20s now. So yeah. when they come back and speak, they always say they loved being part of a really busy household because a lot of children who come in care don't trust adults, you know, the no. last thing they do. And a lot of the children that you took in were coming from homes with parents with, who were using drink and drugs yeah. and so, abusing them. So, and yeah. not, not abusing the kids, but abusing drink and yeah. drugs, sorry. and so... Um, for them to come in the household and have like instant play friends, I mean, both of them said their life. You know, grow, and when I was fostering, you know, and these were younger, I used to literally beat myself up about it because I used to go to bed so exhausted by the end of the day. Because um, they, they are very challenging, some of the children that come into care. Not of all of them, but some of them. And for good reason, you know, they haven't not got a reason to be challenging. Yeah, uh, Behaviours are displayed in different ways that, of course, you know, they were getting all the attention because, you know, I was up the school or picking up or, you know, talking to them yeah. about things. So I used to beat myself up and think, God, am I really damaging my own children by fostering other children because they're getting so much and I haven't got time for everything. And But for me, the proof is in the pudding because now they're older, they can say to me they had a wonderful childhood. Aww. And because that's actually that was going to be my first question is I, I'm so curious to know because it's a childhood I, I I can't even begin to imagine like 250 kids that that's an awful lot I mean you must struggle to remember all of them yeah. um, and and I know they come for, di for for different times and durations but what has it taught you um, living in a home where you've got this constant flow of children in need coming through your doors. What, what, have, what have you taken from that as life lessons? From fostering? Yeah. I think for me personally, um, I am the most unselfish person ever, which I hope that you two agree. I do tend to think of others... Um, I think naturally we're all carers because of the upbringing. Like, so we quite l like to do quite a lot of charity work, like yeah. whether that's like raising money for different charities that are close to our heart, or like at the moment, like I'm trying to do loads with um, different fostering charities. We're also looking to start my own as well for care leavers. And I think that's because we've been brought up our whole life, you know, seeing children that are less fortunate than ours, and always, you know taught right from a very young age that like we were made very aware of like drugs alcohol like neglect that happens which I think a lot of children are kind of protected from from a young age which I understand why parents do it but I think for us we had to know about all of these things from a young age because obviously we were exposed to that sort of environment well you have to understand the difficulties yeah. these children yeah. are, are dealing with completely. when they come into your world and your home right completely and I think that because we were aware of things from such a young age, I just think that naturally, like, we just had this thing 
like that developed that we kind of wanted to help and nurture help yeah. you know people that so are less fortunate. You never felt that kind of thing of like get off my mum. That's my oh, mum. Yeah. Oh we yeah, we went through that as I well. Did. You did. So there were some kids as well like that we really disliked like and you know then they were in your home. You're like oh god like can't stand that kid and they're with us for like a year two years. Uh, there were like some rough times from it. But I, if I think, but did you learn to overcome those like difficulties with those children? Well, did you end life. up learning to like them? I think them I went through like a me personally. I went through a good. I would say a good couple of years where I hated mum fostering full stop. Like, I hated it because particularly at that time, I don't think it was necessarily the fostering, but it was necessarily them children were very, very challenging and took up a lot of my mum's time. Mm. So it was kind of like, for me... I just felt like I didn't have my mum there, which isn't my mum's fault and it's not the child's fault. But there was a good period of, I would say, about two years of my life, maybe in second when I was in secondary school, where I just hated it. But there but are looking you know, back at that, that is definitely not fostering. And overall, that is such a small minority, that small time out of well, I'm 30 this year. So and the other 28 years, I've absolutely loved it. And there's been per, you know, there's personality clashes that sometimes you don't get on with the kids that are in care. But, but that can happen with that's your yeah. birth siblings, birth right? siblings. That's workplace. You know what I mean? You just have to get on with it. You know, my my family. Well, you're working class, but we did well for us. So we live in a nice house in a nice area, but we're very like just like working class family. Like we went and got normal jobs. But where we live, it's like quite an affluent area, and I think that a lot of the kids, like they just aren't aware of like what's out there. And I just think, I think from a young age, we very much kind of wanted to travel, wanted to see the world because of you know we were so used to exploring people, situations, areas outside of our bubbles and, and cultures. Yeah, different cultures. Because I'm guessing you're taking in children. Children from different religious yeah. backgrounds, yeah. different and, you economic know, backgrounds. And it, you know, and it was very important for me when they were growing up for them to learn about that. You know, to learn about where they're from, where their parents were from, and how they ate, different cultures and their religion. You know, I promoted that along so that I wanted them to be very well-rounded, very knowing. And as you say, they was exposed to the knowledge of alcohol and drugs from a very, very early age. And did you did you have those moments along the way, Debbie, uh, where you'd sit down with your husband and go, are we doing the right thing by oh, our own children? Oh, loads of times. That's what I was saying. Loads well, I and loads honestly of think that like kids should be made aware. Like, and I'm not saying, like, I'm not telling people how to parent their kids, but I know that when I have my own children, I will make them aware of things like that from a young age. Yeah, because I will. Of, I think a lot I of... I think they are now anyway. It's taught in yeah. schools. You but, have it, to, but I don't you know. think they're aware of poverty. I yeah. don't. I think a lot of children no, no, live in right. a little bubble and they think it's normal to have like holidays in the summer. It's normal to have their mum and dad there when they go home. It's normal to have a dinner on the table. And I'm not saying that's wrong because we all want to protect our children a certain way. But they, my children were exposed to actually this isn't the life for everybody. No, not every everyone lives like that because otherwise children actually grow up thinking everybody lives like that. And it's normal. And, and not as grateful. I and think, not as so. grateful. And yeah, I mean, I like what Georgia said, I beat myself up quite a few times and so did Dave, you know, and we spoke about different things. But then you have to put you, you, you grab yourself back and you sort of stand up and you think, you know, I've got four birth children who sometimes, although these two are saying they get on and they do, they're 
soulmates, their best friends, you know. But they have fights and arguments. They've had fight when they were younger. You know, used to have to get in the oh, middle yeah. of them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, I fight, fight a lot when we were you kids. Know, I've, I've got <laughs> Freddie and Roma like who fight. Do you know what I mean? And they're a brother and a sister. You, and you can't. What you have to do is you can't differentiate and think they're not getting on with that child because she's fostered. Yeah, I think 100%. I think though they're not getting on with that child because that's her sister. Or um, they're not getting on with that child because that's their brother. You just think they're learning to iron out their differences. Yeah. And isn't that clashing, one yeah. important thing we must all learn in life, that we all have to face consequences for actions, which is a massive one with children. And also we all have to negotiate and actually realise that we can't be right all the time and we're not always going to get our own way. And they grew up knowing that. And I never took sides with birth children and foster children. I used to listen to all of them or I used to let them get on with it and think well they have to sort it out for mm. themselves yeah. and most of the time they did but I never as a foster carer and I, I you know, I hope that all foster carers listening, I never ever thought oh it's because she's fostered and she's mine, I thought it's because they're sisters and they're having a fight Yeah, yeah. people clash 250 kids though I still can't get my head uh, so well I've done a lot of when I first how do you, how do you say goodbye that's well, the bit because, that I couldn't get my well, head around when you have them for a long period that's very difficult but yeah. I've I done a, a lot a lot of out of hours as well so out of hours maybe that you just have that child overnight so it could be that the child's placed with you and then they go the next day oh. it could be that the child's not picked up from school so you pick the child up from school and then a family member comes comes forward the next day so they go with a family member there's so many different reasons that foster care is used um but how scary though to be a child that is just put somewhere for a night before they go destination unknown the next day sometimes if they're young they're just a little bit like they they don't really pay much attention i don't think that's especially a lot of the time you know if i look back when i used to do that a lot of the children that that come when they were picked up from school it seemed that they were the same children every every week or every couple of weeks you know until flags sort of start uh coming up as red flags and then it'd be further assessments and stuff but children are very resilient they are really are and you know all they want is a, a lovely stable warm home that they come into and you know as you say it must be so scary but you know, if they come into my home and they see other kids there, that's the first yeah. thing. It's yeah. like a little adventure. Some of them, some of them are scared, but some of them come and they're so excited <laughs> because of like my mum fosters for Hackney, which is like London, which there's it's very hard. Like for there's not a lot of space. Like a lot of the places that they come from like small flats and things and yeah. then they come out to like the countryside like we live in like Essex lovely house and stuff and Got sometimes yeah sometimes trampoline. they turn up they see the trampoline and they see the other kids <laughs> and they're so sometimes they come in scary but sometimes like you literally see them they're running through the door and they they you say oh do you want to call your mum and they're like what like they they don't even they don't want to no they're, they're not even they're, time. yeah they're just a good in the moment exactly good. or even they're coming and I'll be like oh do you want to get your makeup done like yeah we we'll make a fuss yeah, we make a massive fuss but of them. That's, you know, that's what you've instilled in these girls, yeah. Debbie. They are yeah. as soon as as soon as um you met my mum and dad and um my boyfriend at yeah. the film screening and I was, and I, my dad you know my dad I told him all about our cycle trip and everything. They all came away just going, those girls are just wonderful. Oh, like, that's they so properly cute. fell under your spell in oh. love with you. 
and it emanates from you. It really does. That, that well, we look, are all a product you're, you're of caring. our childhood, yeah, aren't exactly. we? Every single one of us who's sitting around We're certainly it. not shy, that's the uh, word. But yeah. do you know what? It, and, it, and you're not all kind of like holier than thou about it either. You're still a rip-roaring good night out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you're with these massive hearts that will always find room for a newcomer. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that you're so used to, but actually we as human beings don't do probably enough of that. And yeah, that's, that's no. a wonderful thing. I would, you've, you've I would say that's kids, one of the reasons, me, obviously, mum being mum and like our dad, but a massive reason why I'm so loving is because of fostering. Mm. I would say that that's a massive yeah. factor in my life. And also, you, you, you are so unjudgmental, George. You don't judge people. No, and no. I think that's a huge thing with Massive. fostering because they've been brought up never to judge anyone. I mean, but, but I don't. people do judge. You can't yeah. help it because it's do. because of the way that you're, they're raised. But you don't. No. It's, it's, no. A, it's a beautiful thing to see. I think and I'm such a worrier as well, and I spend my whole life worrying what people think about me. Like, and it's a really bad quality of mine. I'm like, oh my god, what if people think this? What if people think that? But we should just learn that if people do judge you, then like it says more about ma- them. Exactly. exactly. And I always, always, always think the reason why I don't judge person is because I always think there's a story behind it. Everybody, yeah. And I think it's so important to not judge because it's, it just is such it's more of a... Yeah, it's such yeah. more of a reflection on yourself rather than... So that's why I don't particularly judge. Well, whatever fostering has taught you, I think it shaped you into two of the nicest young women I've had Aww. the pleasure to hang out with. I really do I mean love that. You more, Kate. And, so and, and I'm, I'm sorry that your mum thinks that you're going to end up childless <laughs> and alone. I, I really don't Kate, want that don't for worry. you. I don't listen. We you ready don't for listen. another question? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Let's top you up, girl. Right, does anybody want a little little shabbly? Uh, no, I'll, I'll have, have some once I've finished yeah. this okay. one. Right, next question, ladies. Ooh. What's the one piece of advice your mother gave you that you wish you <laughs> hadn't ignored? And that applies to you too, Deb. <laughs> that I wish I hadn't ignored. Hadn't ignored. Um, so a piece of advice I've given you. That yeah, I, but I always, but that I never ignore. I know what mine is. Yeah, Lydia's very good. She normally d- does you everything listen, I say. Yeah. yeah, so one piece of advice that she give, oh, gave me that I, I always know. live by is it's always better to be overdressed than underdressed. And that I always live <laughs> by. Like, you know, like if it's like cocktail dresses, I'll turn no, up in a ball I gown. No, I can think of one with you. I know, no, I no, know no, one. Wait a minute. Let me just remember, because while I remember... Right, so her first episode, her first oh, screening yes. on Tower. Right, yes. her first screen, so I know exactly. <laughs> So she's getting ready. So I said, well, what is it? Because no one even knew what Towie was then. She went, I don't know, Mum. It's a reality. That they flow me back because I'm James's girlfriend. I've got to be in her. So I said, well, Oh, yeah, because you were in Australia. I li- no, no, I was I living in Marbella. Marbella. Oh, not, not as far as that. Was was I was only in Marbella, Port Benoos. She was in Port Benoos, babe. I was working at a cocktail bar. Were you? So James, who we know as Arge. Yeah, they basically, he got on the show. They got in contact with me. They said, would you like to do it? And I was just like, oh, they were like, we'll pay for your flight at home so I was 18 and I was like oh brilliant like, I've got no money flew me home <laughs> yeah, yeah. and when I was getting ready I was like piling on the makeup and my mum went stop putting on as much makeup less is more less is more but you know at 18 being from yeah. Essex she orange a, was very yeah, in she had eyelashes that looked like brooms like, yeah. bro- you know like the brooms like the, the sweeping brushes <laughs> but she couldn't even open her eyes they were like that I like, couldn't she open couldn't my eyes, eyes. It was so, so heavy. heavy 
And then and you went on that. That was how that you was went on screen. My first ever Towie appearance. And back then we never had makeup artists or anything like that. We never had kind producers that would say to us, "Look, I'm really sorry, but your skin is blo- you look like you bathed in bisto." Nobody told me. So I sat there, blissfully unaware. Did my Towie episode the next week? I watched it transcribe on TV and everybody on Twitter you've never seen abuse like it oh, every so name under she the sun she I, I looked terrific I said to her you look horrific no, she, she, she looked like me. everyone thought you was at a fancy dress party and she looked like think everyone thought oh. I was um, like in drag yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> yeah but she ignored me so she'd have actually listened to me but say take all that makeup yeah. off then she wouldn't have had so much abuse would that, she that was but now I live by that like less is more like, I don't wear enough makeup, but back then that was the advice that I really should have taken on board. I didn't. It backfired. Did you cry when you saw I it? I cried. And the, problem, the, the, the saddest thing about it all is I can never get away from it because the pictures will always be on Google. They and will. people still send them to you now. People eight years still on. send them now. I think series one is on the Virgin flight. So like people that aren't even English, like they're like that are travelling <laughs> around the world, are sitting there watching my big fat orange face <laughs> with your massive eyelashes. <laughs> massive eyelashes. Yeah. You see, so that's the Should only bit of advice that she totally did, ignored. Did you give her the advice to do the show, Deb, or did you say, think, "Hang on a minute, I'm yeah, not sure no, about I, this"? I, all of my kids, they're all say this. Every single one of them. You know, all my. Friends, to children, if they're given any opportunities, you know, any opportunities, I go, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. Throw yourself into it. If nothing Do everything. Co- if nothing comes out of it, it doesn't matter. One door shuts, another one well, opens. Yeah, and my parents were much the same. Yeah, they used so, to say, go and try it. Yeah, if you don't, and if it doesn't work out, out, just come on. Yeah. 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 And I always felt that I had the, the I, I, I could take a few chances and be brave and, and push myself in life because if it all went tits up, I could just go home. Yeah. yeah. And nobody would judge me there. Yeah. My so, mum and dad, my mum's, well, my mum, my mum, more, more so than my dad, my dad's quite laid back, mum's always like, you know, grab, grab every opportunity. So like, if something comes through, I'm like, oh, I just don't know if I'm a bit tired, like a bit too much going on at the moment. Mum's like, do it, you'll regret it. Yeah. So I just, we've always just done everything. So and going George, going back to your yeah, question, George, she does always listen to my advice, and that, that is was, probably I didn't know. Whereas right, Georgia doesn't listen to. No, I think that. Mum is <laughs> Mum is very 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 good at advice, and I live by a lot of her sayings. Oh. However, there is two that stick in my mind. One, if I come down and I'm feeling really really good about myself, she go. Now you look fat in it. Go back round and go and try something else on. She's, my mum is savage. So no, Debbie. And rather than that being constructive criticism, that maybe go, George, you maybe show me another outfit. When she says that, instead, I don't then want to go out for the rest of the night. Yeah, you're quite sensitive. Now, see if mum goes, oh, that looks like, oh, shut up. And so sometimes <laughs> I don't listen to that because I think I'll oh, sod it. But there is the the biggest, biggest the one that I've never, ever listened to is that whenever I have a boyfriend, she always turns around and goes, why are you just sleeping with one guy? And why not more? <laughs> one! Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Mum always, yeah, she always goes, when I was your age, oh. I had loads of boyfriends. I don't know why you youngsters settled out. Not so much anymore because we're getting old now. So you're encouraging her not to be monogamous. But yeah, don't worry. When we were young. Kate, of time to but be Kate, monogamous. don't worry. Marriage to be monogamous. You're dating, like you shouldn't be dating one guy, should you? She did always. She always just said, and that's four or five. As you can tell, one thing that I never listened to her. Oh, well, it wasn't mine. (laughs) I like you. (laughs) But that 
is when we were younger, like we were like 18, <laughs> like 19, and me and George just settled down very young. We yeah. had two but you, but you were gutted. Boyfriend. She I was gutted. gutted. Yeah. She was like, you're going to be with one boy for the rest of your life. You need to live your life. You need to go out there. And I'd be like, but I love him. And she'd be like, no, you don't. You don't know what love is at this age. <laughs> but you know, like most guys are like worried about certain friends in your circle. My ex-boyfriends have been worried about my mum. <laughs> Not my friends. They've been worried about my mum. They're like, oh, you can come out with your sister. Like, have a good time with your friends. And then as soon as I go, I'm going out with my mum, they're like, oh, please don't. <laughs> well, in case you're trying to, like, you know, pick Everybody up a few yeah. ways. Someone else. I always wanted, I've always wanted. Do you know what, though, Debbie? As I sit here at 46... I, I can say with my hand on my heart, I've never had a one night stand. No, and I it, haven't. And it, and it is such a lie. I, I swear. No, and it I is haven't had a one. I have not had a one night stand, and I'm like you, Kate. It's the biggest regret of my life. Right, still, we're still, we still could do it. We're really. getting, yeah, we're getting married this oh, year. It doesn't matter about that, right? You so, mean you're getting married? She's this getting year. married getting in August. Her and my dad are getting married. You I know. thought you were married. No. no. Well, you've, got, you've got to do it quick then before you're committing adultery. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> okay. But well, I mean, I do this <laughs> Go out and hit the town, Tev. <laughs> but I do, I can see something no, in, it's in not, what your mum's saying because uh, it, it's not I've that, never gone out no. there and sown my wild oats. It's not that I've I don't always ended want, up in relationships. Yeah, I didn't want them to sleep with people, right? Because I never was like you, I never slept with everyone. But I always had a good snog every time I went She's out. Not you wanted us to talk to loads of guys. She basically. I wanted we, to be wine We put all our eggs in one basket yeah, at a very young age. age. And, you know, you think that you're in love and stuff. And we were in very serious relationships. Like, I was on and off of Odge from when I was 16 for eight years. Yeah. So it was a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, obviously there was times where I was single for like two years. I went travelling and, I mean, you know, like dated loads of guys and stuff. But I was in a relationship from a young age. And I think, actually, that is advice I would probably give to my kids. And my brother, I always go, my brother's 20, he's never had a girlfriend. I'm like, do not have a girlfriend until yeah. you get older because, you know, not that I regret any choices in my life, but you should go yeah. out and have fun and meet loads of people so that you oh, actually yeah. know what you like. I mean, no, I'd, I'm I'd quite glad. With, I'd go out with a boy on a Sunday and then someone else on a Saturday then on a Thursday go pictures with someone. I never, like, had one boyfriend. <laughs> and she was with I? my dad from a young age as yeah. well. so he was one my of dad many. Said, he my, was one of many. My yeah. dad said once, they were living together, they <laughs> moved in, and she went to a club and she brought back loads of guys back to the house. And my dad came down and went, what are you doing? She went, oh, I forgot I lived with you. <laughs> <laughs> my poor dad, what he went through. She used to train her parties all no, the time. Like, when like, he drove to Italy to find Oh, my it. dad, yeah, my dad was in love with her, right, in love. Yeah. And she, oh, my mum was, like, moved to Italy at, like, what, 1920? And my dad, like, to declare his love, there was no such thing as phones and that in those days, but to declare his love, he'd been writing love letters to her. He drove all the way to Italy in his mini. When he turned up, his mini broke, right? And he's, like, searching the town. He had to put it in with the uh, mechanics, searching the village, looking for my mum. When he found her, she'd only been dating Giovanni Tononi from the piazza no! for weeks. She had a new boyfriend. He drove all the way to Italy and she had a new boyfriend, Giovanni Tononi. What did he, what did he say? He was very And he had to stay there because he had no car. Yeah. No. So he had to wait there in Italy while she was copping off with Giovanni, waiting for his car to be fixed. Oh, I finished with Giovanni. No, Tononi. in the end, but yeah. you're never at the beginning. Yeah, and then in the end, she finished with Giovanni Tononi and went back and with my dad. And he still stuck with And he still you. wants yeah. to marry her. Yeah. This is why I'm always on my 
my dad's so this side. Is exactly I'm a daddy's <laughs> girl. This is exactly what I'm I love say. you, Dad. Treat them mean, <laughs> keep them clean. <laughs> oh, I said oh, no, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't take your advice. <laughs> but I can't see Georgia doing that. I, I'm just She's, not. I'm not like not, that. You're a one man I'm, woman. I yeah. am. I really, really am. But shame, guys, really. take that <laughs> to advantage. <laughs> guys, do take that to advantage yeah. of both of us. So wow. maybe I should be more harder than Mum. And Debbie, what was the advice your mum gave you that you never took? Oh, They're God. the complete opposite. Yeah, I my didn't nanny. take any oh, advice oh, yeah. from my mum. My nan had three kids at like twenty. Yeah, and she, she was got married at sixteen. We clashed terrible. My mum, my me, me and my mum's relationship has really got better as we've got older. But when I was younger, like we clashed terrible. It's because you was a daddy's girl as well. Yeah, I was very for my dad. Like I wanted to be. A, Listen, I'm, if you're going out with about eight different blokes a week as well, I can understand why she might have had an issue with you. Yeah, she did. She's very old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, my because, because my mum like was married and she couldn't understand it. She thought I was just a wild child. Like she didn't. Uh-huh. Have, yeah. <laughs> Children, could you stop calling me a whore, please? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very you schlag. You schlag. It's not really what daughters should. <laughs> calling their mothers was it really um, I already said I never slept with them I only snogged them right yeah. so that's that doesn't <laughs> Georgia please stop it right I'm not having that she kind of she was just digging into a human buffet yeah you was so, so any advice my mum gave me like, I never used to take any advice like whatever she told me I'd done the opposite to so if so she's you've, you've never had that kind of relationship that you've got with your girls, with your own mum. Now, when I now was you have. Now, now you're a lot closer, yeah. Yeah, now, but when we were younger, like, I, I, I clashed terrible with my mum, like really terrible. My dad was but, always leaving. Did she leaving. ever give you advice that maybe you look back and go, I should have listened yeah, to that? Yeah, think of the question. Right, so, no. My nan's just very old-fashioned, right. like, she's like, be, be at home yeah, baking. Yeah, there must be one thing, Mum. Right, so, no, i tell you what, I once wrote uh, something, because I, I love writing, I find it very therapeutic. She's a very good writer. So, I, and I remember writing something. Actually, about, yeah, some of your Instagram posts are really yeah, and, and, this, and mm. I wrote this article, and it was um, looking at Debbie at 16, what would you tell your inner self at 16? So I wrote this article, and the one thing I said is... Um, uh, I regret my relationship with my mother when I was younger. That's what I said, oh. and 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 I said because my ma, my dad was a gambler, so we, we he never had any money because he was a compulsive gambler. He was a womanizer, and he was always leaving my mum. But then when I was younger, your poor mum. Exactly. No, no but so that so but when I I can see that now. But when I was younger, like my dad was just my hero because whenever my dad left my mum, he'd always take me. So I always had a carrier bag and I would be walking behind my dad. Like he was just my absolute hero. And for me, like my dad would give me anything and do anything for me. But and when I wrote this piece about looking at myself, it says it. I just said, you know, I'm sorry, Mum, because really I should have understood. You had three jobs, you had three kids, and you had a husband who didn't provide. And I never give her a break, really, when I was younger. Aww. So, Mum, I've never seen this article. I'd love to read it. 
Det kan jeg ikke. Åh, Debbie skal have nogle af dem. Det er så lovligt. Nej, I får bare for kul i noget hårdt. Ja, så vil jeg ikke But she wanted to create stability. It's yeah. easy to be dazzled by somebody that's mischievous and untamable. Yeah. But actually, she's the one that was that was she was pulling a double shift by the yeah, sounds of it. Yeah, she had three jobs and three kids and no money and doing the job of a mother and a father. Yeah, I think when you're a kid oh. as well, if you, if obviously Nam was quite hard, wasn't she? Was yeah, like a hard woman. Hard, yeah. So, for, as a dad's perspective from your dad, he was like the fun one. So as a oh, kid, yeah. you're gonna. Like my dad, my dad, dad just was like, I mean, I, I can't say anything about my dad. All that he was, he was still my best friend. I mean, I, I'd rather have gone on holiday with my dad than any of my friends. Like, me and him were inseparable, oh. inseparable. He's died now, but he was a massive part of my life. And I'm very like my dad, and I? Yeah. yeah. To look but at But that must be everything. quite hard for your mum, Yeah, actually, of course it so is. so much of somebody that she... If, Truth be told, at times she really didn't like. Oh no, they used to fight used terrible. To fight. So you've made your um, not peace with her because it's yeah. that 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 sounds. No, it is. So I have, I have, I've made my peace for, and I finally, I think I was in my forties, like late forties, when I suddenly realised that she'd she'd done nothing but her best, like she'd tried mm. her best, but in my teenage years and really even in my twenties and thirties. We never really got on at all. It's all right to why. No. Just very different people. Yeah. We're very different very people. Different. But are you ready for your last question? Oh, yes. 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 You want some more wine? yes, of course you can. Yeah. I actually I want to come Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. What is the most embarrassing thing your parents... I've caught you doing. Okay. <laughs> well, I've actually. She's probably. They're probably. She's probably forgot this, right? But when I used to live I at my parents, when I, I when <laughs> I lived at my family home, um, so this was. I must have been about. Oh God, we haven't been home for eight years. So this must have been. I um, was about eighteen, 
And oh, I know what you're going to say. Are you going to say sex? No, no. not not as bad not, as that. No, but really? I, but I was about eighteen, nineteen, and I was in the attic room, and I had like an ensuite, and my boyfriend at the time was laying on the bed and well, he was naked. Well, they know who's going to be, don't they? Okay, it was James, <laughs> right? He was laying on the bed and he was naked and mum walked in and he's uh, he's meeting two vegetables out and everything. Oh. And mum, mum run down the stairs and the thing is, well, my dad was my dad would never let me have any boys stay over. They were allowed to come upstairs to my room and we were allowed to like chill and stuff but never allowed to stay over. But it just like, so I don't know why he'd use my bath i just don't know why but he was laying in the town and he laid on the bed naked and mum walked in <gasps> yep but and I she did, screamed I up i went no she went downstairs <laughs> and she screamed up. she went lydia and i was like what like and i just i didn't even and then because uh, like you know it all happened so quickly yeah but it all happened so quickly and then i was like oh, and i went downstairs and she was just like oh, i just saw james's I was like, like, please don't tell dad, please don't tell dad, because you know my dad used to get so angry. Sometimes, because my mum was a little little bit more liberal, right? So I used to, because I was with him from when I was like 16. So if sometimes I'd be like, oh, mum, please, can James stay tonight? Mum would be like, all right, just don't tell dad, we'll sneak him in, right? No, you didn't. We'd sneak him in, and and he used to sometimes leave his trainers, like in the porch and stuff. (laughs) And then the next morning, my dad always gets up really early for work, like, like a few times, my dad found his trainers in the porch so my dad what he used to do is like get soil and fill the trainers up with soil <laughs> or he'd chuck them in the bin when it's delivery day so the delivery day and once oh, this revenge. and this one time this uh, hilarious this one time he was staying there and he chickened out because I think he'd only like tried to like sneak in like maybe a month before and my dad's like had thrown his trainers out so in the middle of the night he'd ask my mum my mum went yeah okay middle of the night he like freaked out so he was like I've got to leave I've got to leave so it was like three o'clock in the morning he walked down the stairs and we've got an alarm in the house the alarm (laughs) alarm will go off in ten nine so he's run and they've got like black gates so the black gates shut he's climbing over the black gate (laughs) and my dad has opened the window I can see you climbing over my gate And he lives at the bottom of the road, so he's run down to the bottom of the road. He's like, got in bed, he's calling me, and he's like, I can still hear the alarm from my house. We only live like 15 doors away from each other. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So he let him back in eventually. Um, He let him back, yeah, but he was always a little bit angry with it, weren't he? Surprise. Yeah, Yeah, how funny. That is is called red handed. Yeah, so that's my embarrassing story. What about you, George? I don't think I've got anything embarrassing, really, have I? Well, that's lights. Nice, I, right. I mean, I've just said that. <laughs> I don't want to really. Can you imagine the headlines after this? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's all going to come out. You should just, let's just, we're, the most we're raw. The thing that I've done, I know the most embarrassing <laughs> thing that you've done. No, it's you. But what not me. We're going there. Right, so I've got like mum. So, like, when I was first dating a guy. Um, he come round for like food, and Mum is renowned for being the worst cook <laughs> in the whole wide world. Like, I'm glad that there's something you're not good at. Debbie. Like literally <laughs> atrocious cooking. Really that bad? No. Yeah. Is so what? Absolutely. Like horrendous. So then she, <laughs> she's got no patience. That's the no, thing. So she's cooked chicken. So like, she's gave the first plate to him. So he's like took it, like he's took it, and obviously like my my dinner hadn't arrived yet. She's like, oh go on, tuck in, tuck in, but like standing near him. So I'm looking at her, thinking like, let the poor guy eat. <laughs> so he's like cut into it. It's pure pink. Oh. So 
instead of her going, oh, no, it needs a little bit more, she was like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> didn't make him eat it. He's trying to be polite, eating the chicken, pink, looking oh. at me, and I'm like... I'm really like, Mum, please. And she's going, no, it's fine, it's but fine. But that's so is my mum. Like, my mum will come round and I'll be, like, chucking things out from my fridge that are, like, two days out. And she'll be like, oh, no, give them to me. And it'll be, like, prawns <laughs> two weeks out. And she'll be like, Dave can have that for dinner. And I'll be like, oh, no, yeah. Like, she, like she'll go into Waitrose and there'll be, like, the stuff that's, like, 1p that's, like, sitting, like, sitting in the counter and it'll be, like, chicken drummers, like, like December 2012. And she'll be like... Oh, that's fine. Right. The kids will have them. <laughs> yeah, everything's out of date that you eat I in that house. Never, that never, in, can I just say that is a complete lie? Because <laughs> when there's nine people in that, there's nothing ever going to be in date. Because I go shopping one day and it's gone the next. Exactly like a local. But she store. does get everything that's like out of date. No, I always. Don't. You, no, you do. do. What happened to the boyfriend? Did he have a bad tummy? No, he didn't. Well. I think he was like hyper. He was a bit of a hypochondriac anyway. But a bit. Like, he like come upstairs. A bit of a hypochondriac. He was like, she's had really weird boyfriends. <laughs> very very weird boyfriends she's had. Like oh, there's really? not. Like, they there's... don't eat pink chicken. How like, weird. What is wrong with them? Odd. Really yeah, odd. Very very odd. Weird but to be honest, I think because of our immune system is so thick because of we've had so much <laughs> out of date food. It's probably the reason that when Georgia went to India she's and I've fine. been to India twice, I've never, never. got deb exactly. belly. So that's what I'm saying. Take no notice of the use by date. <laughs> Everyone just eat pink chicken. Oh, you're right, actually, George. We were one of the a few people never. on that trip that we'd, you know, we'd. I've never even had food poisoning before. Well, no, ever. No, no wonder, really, if <laughs> yeah. you've been raised on raw chicken. What has your What have your parents right, caught you Georgia, doing? Georgia, I caught smoking on the roof oh, at yes. 14. And she, so <laughs> she was so I had this loft conversion on the job, roof. On the roof. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So she was smoking on the roof and Freddie was saying... I'll just like... No, don't say Freddie. That was me. Every day I used to have to keep lookout. And back then I was a very nervous child. I used to have anxiety. (laughs) Standing outside the door, keeping lookout, seeing if my parents would come. I should be standing on the roof... Chugging down a B and H silver. No, she was petrified of religion. She would do whatever I said. Yeah, really. She used to steal. Yeah, sister. and yes. what you know what she used to do? Like my she poor stole. Lydia used to get skinnier and skidder, and I used to go, "Well, why are you not having lunch, Lydia?" She said, "I am, Mum. I'm." But it was years, years later that I found out that she'd steal her dinner money. Yeah. Her. Basically, no. my dad would give us a fiver and go, "Right, there's your lunch, two fifty a day." But most of the time, he'd have notes. Like, so, like, I'd be like, "Please, please, let him have change, please," because then he'd give it separate. <laughs> But a lot of the times you just used to give the five pound note and go, Georgia, give her her, uh, her dinner she money. Did, um, and then like I'd go up to her like lunchtime and I'd be like, Have you got my dinner money? She'd be like, No, nah, I've spent it on cigarettes. So she'd be like, But here's twenty p. So I'd have to get a Mars or Freddo's. Remember when Freddo's were ten p? Freddo's are always ten. <laughs> yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd have a couple I of Freddo's. I think she actually lunch. needs to thank me for her beautiful slim figure. That is all thanks to me. I think it's amazing she hasn't got rickets. Yeah. <laughs> Poor I, child I was ever, starving. Yeah, I was always, I was always starving at school uh, and for, probably with Lydia so I had a phone so you've got to think right so all through secondary school really primary school Georgia was always in trouble so I always had a phone call from the head teacher going that was a nightmare can you pick Georgia up from school she's put a girl's head down the toilet <laughs> can you put Georgia up from school she's had a fight in the playground can you pick Georgia up from school she's 
she stormed out of the class. I whatever used to have really was, bad anger management yeah. issues. Whatever it was. I can't believe that of you. Oh, yeah. Anger, no, she used really, to go anger management classes. I never used to go to sex. No, I never used to go to sex. What's the, sec, the sexual ones? I never used to sex go to ed. sex education classes. I used to have to go to anger management instead of sexual education. So <laughs> I used to say, if I get up the duff like early on, I'm going to have to sue the school. Well, you've got not nothing to worry about because no. we've already clarified there's no children. No yeah. children. And if it does happen, you'll know not to get angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I was used to it. So the phone used to ring. Poor Miss Martin. <laughs> She used to know she used to Miss Martin. She used to make her life an absolute misery. Right, so she go, oh, "Hello, um, Debbie." So I go, "Oh, hello, Miss Martin." And I find the next thing she goes, "Go, would you mind picking Georgia up from school, please? She's been excluded for three days because it was like it <laughs> I was, was really the whole naughty. time." So and I and I used to, so she, I found her. So I said, "Oh, hello, Miss Martin." So I said, "What has she done now? Like, what has she done now, Miss Martin?" She went, "No." I'm afraid it's not Georgia. And I went, what? She went, it's not Georgia. I said, what do you mean? She went, it's Lydia. She's drunk in my classroom. She's drunk a bottle of whiskey right, in I'm the toilet. I'm just going to put it out there. Right? I was a very good girl at school. But I hit... She's drunk. No, I That's hit what a they certain said. age. I'm whiskey. I hit a certain age and I started getting attracted to the bad boy. You know, we've all gone through it. Whiskey, and I whiskey. met a boy, Bradley Tinkler. He was two years above me, right? And he was a rude boy. He was a rude boy at the school. He used to wear white TN hat, white TN trainers, you know, the gold chain. Like, he was a proper rude boy. And he brought whiskey into school. And I had never really tried alcohol before. And <laughs> I was about 14. No, I wasn't. I was, no, because he was in year 11, so I was year 9, because I was two school years 15. below him. I was year nine, whatever age you are in year nine, he brought the whiskey in and everyone was like drinking it and stuff. And I felt peer pressure, keeping in mind, I lived on a Freddo a day, right? <laughs> a sniff of alcohol would have hit me like that, right? Don't I had melt me. It was I drank some of this whiskey, right? I had one Freddo in my system, it hit me like Anything. So everyone was all like cool and like everyone was fine and stuff. I couldn't even walk, right? <laughs> and I went into my art class. Miss and Martin I, had I to carry her. pain everywhere and stuff. And that was my and first whiskey stinks. Oh, I'm sorry. And can't... whiskey stinks. You can smell if you've yeah. drunk whiskey. She can't blame me. She's still like that today, today's day. Yeah, she can't drink. And that's not Fredo down you. You can't the drink. Oh, no, I'm still a lightweight. Yeah, I'm ever. still a lightweight, but anyway, I don't think it helps. most embarrassing <laughs> thing is, right, so I've cried. But can all... I just say, no. Kate, that was the only, like, naughty experience yeah, for me, really, at school. Right. I was on the Gifted Students program, okay? So <laughs> I don't want this to tarnish my name. I was a very educated... I was in the school orchestra, you can imagine I played the violin it was Bradley that she led me really astray bad at it was just one little block right, you yeah. can imagine me so I've had like you know whereas Georgia's almost like in Baltimore. I've had 12 years of this with Georgia and then I've got in the car I've cried all the way to school where I picked him up because I was thinking oh my god I've got to go through it all with the second one I can't do it I can't I'm the worst mother ever and I'm thinking all oh, these children I foster they don't get excluded <laughs> 
my children are being excluded. Right. My 14 year old nectar Freddo and some whiskey. <laughs> so, so I've gone in to put Miss Martin was tiny. She was about four foot two. And she's holding Lydia in her arms, right? Like that. She had all her hair all over. But she'd wore eyelashes in the morning. So the eyelashes were up her head. And she had black <laughs> mascara all down her face. I was heartbroken. And I went to her, Lydia, she went, Mom, I've had to carry her home, put her into bed. And then I thought she's got alcoholic poisoning. How much did you drunk? A cup. No, I really didn't drink a lot, but I was just paralytic. She is still like that now, Kate. Yeah. She's absolutely I'm such a horrendous. Yeah. So, I think so, I'm actually allergic to alcohol, in all fairness. No, I am, though, Lydia. Because the way it affects me, me, it's just not normal. Yeah. No. 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 So it, it wasn't my fault. No, it, was the allergy. it was the allergy. It was, it was just so, there was just so many factors. But anyway, like, going back to that, so all you mums out there who worry about, you know, get their kids being excluded, who worry about them, you know, getting. I was suspended, trouble. not excluded. I went kicked out of school for good. Okay, suspended. Don't, worry, you, don't forget, she was on the gifted child oh, yeah. program. Gifted so, children at school. Yeah, what I'm trying to say in. is, they, they, you know, make sure that isn't out of the, at, at the end. Yeah, you know, in the end, they all turn out all right, and that's Dude, why right. Right. we're bloody fantastic. No, actually, they are. Look, at, I'm so proud of both of oh, them, and you oh. know, whatever misery they put me through <laughs> growing up, we've come out of it. And actually, I'm a very I'm much more laid back now with the kids now. So oh, even no, she was a lot more stricter when we so, were younger. So when they, they had now. to be. Yeah, but now, <laughs> you know, if they phone up with one <laughs> of the... George. Yeah, if, if they so. phone up now with one of the kids and they go, oh, they're excluded for three days, I go, oh, okay, then, never mind. And she lets so. them watch the TV for two weeks. It's just not normal. <laughs> Well, you've just been there and done it. Yeah. You know which battles to, to find, but, don't you? Yeah, I know. I've got, like, baskets in my head. There are three baskets, a big basket, a middle basket, and a little basket. And when there's big issues, and there's always a problem in my house, there truly is because there's a lot of us, I either put them in one of the baskets. The little basket means that I have to deal with it really now. It's it's really important. The middle basket is I'll deal with it another time. The timing's all wrong. And the big basket, I'll just let it go. Right, I'm going to put stuff in your little basket, middle basket, and big basket. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to test it. Should baskets? we test them? Right, the thing, we'll the thing is, is I don't like, in. can I just say, <laughs> I'm not one to carry things on. Oh, stop. Stop it! Just kidding. You need to stop it. I truly am not. Please, I say something. It's done and done. No, it's not. I think they live with another mum. You're crazy. Doesn't this happen? If we have an argument, what tends to happen is. I will have to walk away from situations. My anger management in the past has Have taught paid me. dividends, yes. No, it has. It's taught me oh, she's to... She's got horrendous temper. No, because she presses my button. Horrendous. So in them situations... <laughs> in them situations... I'm going to talk the whole way home. You know this. Literally, in them, no, but in them situations, I just have to remove myself from the situation. No, mum will shout. This one doesn't allow me. She opens the door... Then she'll come upstairs outside my landing, outside my room, and talk to herself. I think we've Take just... your talking self away from me <laughs> right now. It's strong that character. It's going to be filled right up, and I'm going to erupt. You're going to go jumping straight into her yeah. little basket. She just needs to. Rem- I like to remove myself, but she'll she'll stand outside my room <laughs> and talk, goading very, her very very loud. And yeah. I'll be like, get away from my bedroom right now. I'm trying to deal with my. These two management. these two clash sometimes. Yeah, I, I get do. that. Yeah. I can see They're the that. clashes. We are. But you're very alike. 
Yeah. I think that. I saw, I say to her, I say, Georgia, the reason that we clash oh, is because... Please, no! <laughs> please! Do you realise how lucky you are to actually be oh. like your mother? Oh. She's got the biggest heart. You have. If I if I actually had to explain all of them, like you know, like if I had to say she's definitely got the biggest heart. Like so, Georgia like gives this like really ex- like this. People that meet her might think that she's quite feisty and fiery and quite hard, but she's the most sensitive, and actually she's got the biggest heart. Thanks, Mum. That's the nicest thing you've said all year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cherish that all the way till next January. Put that in your basket. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my put basket. That in your basket. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? People are getting a real taste of what they can hear on your pom- your podcast, the family podcast. And I would encourage yeah, the pod- you to carry on being as open and honest as you have been with us. Oh. Yeah, the podcast. I, I would like to point out that because we do record most Sundays, I do. St- seem like I'm an alcoholic but I promise you now it is only because we do record on a Sunday I promise I'm not an alcoholic guys because you're always talking about the night before yeah yeah Yeah. Um, if you would like to listen to the brights um, then find them where all your good podcasts are are hosted Uh, hit subscribe and you can keep up with their weekly comings and goings uh, with not only themselves, but all of the children that they foster. And I know that it's really important for us today to land the message about how important it is for more people to come forward and, and, and step up as foster carers yeah. and and not walk away when the going gets tough. It's about that retention, isn't it? It is. It's, it's about it's, standing by them. Stay in the course. Unconditional love. Yeah. And I, and I hope that by listening to this conversation, you'll understand if you've even got question in your mind of could I be a foster carer you don't have to be some don't take this the wrong way goody, goody two shoes church goer no, no, you know no. living a holier than thou existence you can be Debbie and still foster children yeah, and I think actually just talking to these two like you've all listened to the, the ups and downs that I've had in both of their lives it's no different but what's important is you don't walk away when yeah. the tough when the going gets tough so like if you think oh I'd quite like to do that or oh we might be good at that don't think it just pick up your phone phone your local authority or phone fostering network and ask the questions and I always say in life nothing ventured nothing gained Absolutely. and you know nobody's going to hold a gun to your head and say you're going to have to do this for 27 years as I have but I can truly say with my hand on my heart it's been 27 years of absolute ups and downs roller coaster of a ride but I wouldn't have wanted to do anything else girls what where should people go if they are interested in fostering what are the websites uh, fostering network is the best place so if you go on uh, fostering network they can answer any questions that you've got to ask you know any questions at all um, and your local authority so if you live in I don't know uh, Essex it's Essex local council if it's Harringay local local borough and ask well actually don't even ask every borough is short of foster carers so that's the bottom line right is that it's a a national national shortage both of these have been to like the parliament they've done fantastic work and actually there's a massive shortage huge shortage of teenage foster carers and please don't all think oh I can't have a teenager because they're a nightmare because 
uh, that's really being stereotypical. These are just teenagers who just want a little bit of guidance in and life. And love. Yeah, yeah. Just and do it. And happy Mother's Day to you as happy well. Mother's oh, day. Happy and Mother's Day. And seriously, Happy Mother's Day to and you And Happy too. Mother's Day to every foster carer and future who's, Mother's day to who's listening to and this. Me. No, so we'll no you're child. not going to have any, remember? No, yeah. no, I will have a child. <laughs> thank you for coming oh, in. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. shining your bright lights on this subject matter. Um, If you'd like to get in touch, if you've got any questions uh, around fostering, uh, by all means, do drop us an email and we will make sure that it gets to the right person. Our email address is whitewinequestiontime at yahoo.com or you can find us on Twitter at whitewineqt. Uh, Or you can find me on Instagram, I'm thekatethornton, um, and any messages that you send will all be responded to. White One Question Time was produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo. As always, the music has been provided by Andy Bell, who used music you can find with Oasis and Ride on Spotify, iTunes, and all good music outlets. Of course, lots of wine was consumed during the making of this podcast. (laughs) However, please do remember, always try to drink responsibly. Thank you, ladies. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.